365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the latest edition of Every Day is Draft Day. I am your host, Dan Turner. Joining me, as always, thankfully not melted from the heat, in Michigan, Steffi Smalls. What's up, Steph? <sighs> what is up? It's hot. Kaya doesn't even want to be outside. She's, like, so annoyed. She We just went for a walk. She laid down on me. So uh, she has no interest. I have no interest. No one has any interest, apparently, in going outside. Kaya doesn't have interest, and no one's going. That's how it works. <laughs> so today on, the show, we're, today on the show, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing, uh, Steph and I are going to be discussing some of our picks for players you should be drafting in the best ball format of fantasy football. It's not something we've really talked about a lot on the show, uh, but now we are. So as always, I will be going first because this is how it works around here. As we all know, <laughs> Steph never goes first. All right, so the, my first pick... Uh, is someone that I will be hopefully drafting in every basketball format at the quarterback spot, and it's Jalen Hurts. Yes, I know I'm an Eagles fan. But I think that, you know, Hurts has uh, his rushing potential, uh, increases his floor uh, abundantly. Uh, he got massive upgrade at the wide receiver position with A.J. Brown. He has another year in the system. So, you know, the purpose of best ball is to make sure everyone gets those, you know, get those spike weeks, spike weeks, excuse me, so you can win games. So uh, in terms of the quarterback, you know, unless you're getting Josh Allen or, or Justin Herbert, uh, I'm definitely going for uh, for, for Hertz in, in this format. Yeah, and we talked about him a lot. I actually love, again, I, I mean, I like Hertz in every format at this point. I think especially, you know, redraft in best ball, you're going to get really high ceiling from him, and you're going to get a guy that also, like, I mean, even if he gets hurt, you're getting the points when you need them all those weeks. Um, and he's got all the weapons. We have basically exhausted how we're very pro outside of Dan's bias, very pro Eagles on this podcast. We like what they've done. We like the direction this team is going, even though I'm about to vomit as I say that. Um, I think he is a very, very nice uh, best ball draft also, obviously, in uh, almost any format. Like, you you know, unless you're one of those people that thinks that he is not the answer for the Eagles, which you could be. So maybe you stray a little bit away from him in Dynasty. That's one thing. But again, in your redraft and your best ball, big fan. I feel like he's a nice little, like, can we make up, like, NFC East QB stacks? Like, I think sure. taking Hurts and then taking, like, Daniel Jones much later on is, like, a very fun little NFC East QB stack. So even if one goes down, we love hot, like these very mobile quarterbacks and they both have that. So um, I think both teams are much improved again, as we've exhausted here. So I like that one. Always going to like that one um, until, you. you know, just, just not on weeks. You guys are playing here. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll do a running back. Let's go with someone that's older. I'm not really understanding the ADP here. Leonard Burdette. I mean, he was asking, 9.4 scrimmage yards, 15.8 fantasy points per game in, in 2021. He had 10 total touchdowns. That was tied for the most of his entire career, averaging his career high 4.5 yards per rushing attempt uh, last year. You know, the Buccaneers resigned him for a reason. Um, I think that Tom Brady made a very funny comment when he 
was uh, headed to the Patriots to check it out. He's like, what are you doing up there? Uh, you know, he had great chemistry with Brady. They said goodbye to Rojo, let him walk. Yeah, I understand that they did, um, you know, draft Rashad White in the second round. But even in, like, these best ball, like, then draft them both. Like, if that is your knock, then draft them both. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that, that, you know, Rashad White isn't a reason that you shouldn't be taking Leonard Fournette, who is still in a very prime, beautiful place in his career um, on a team with a quarterback that likes to give him the ball. So I'm in on Leonard Fournette going way too late. Uh, He's still a guy, especially in best ball. I understand the argument for our old guys uh, as, you know, dynasty comes into question. But like Fournette is just like a James Conner. I don't know why both of these guys league winners, still league winners, going to be league winners. Um, so if you're going to not take him and redraft from Dynasty, fine. Best ball is the way to go. You want Leonard Fournette. Perfect. It's one of the older guys that Steph loves, but not in Dynasty, which is how yes. we get the title of the show. Uh, no, I agree yes. with you. I think, you know, Leonard Fournette had one of the quieter, you know, running back one seasons uh, last year. He was, he was a you know top 12 back. Uh, he only played 14 games, so you know it's. But with with Chris Godwin being hurt, I expect him to run a little, even a little bit more, honestly. Uh, so that only you know works in his favor. So I think that you're absolutely right. I think that you know he's not the like the flashy new toy, not the flashy like Brees Hall or any of these younger guys. But he's a guy that's just gonna go there and get it done for you. Uh, and sometimes yeah. in best ball, you know, in best ball, you can't always have a guy. <laughs> you know, scoring 30 points. Sometimes you need that guy that's going to like be there and give you that 15 to 20 points every week. And he's one of those guys that you can, that you can definitely get later on because it seems that no one is really paying any attention to what kind of year he had last year. So in that respect, I I, I definitely agree with you that, yeah, he's a little bit older. Yeah. He's not a a great name, but he's one of those guys that you can get uh, in your drafts. That's going to win you, you know, your league. And I see myself doing this too. I know like you're, you're in drafts as well. Like I see myself very drawn to these young guys and i did this last year um and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but it's really nice to come up with these scenarios of what this player could do instead of taking proven guys and i feel like in best ball this is a great opportunity to like combine them both you can take the young guys uh that you think have a very high ceiling but there is something to these very proven guys um and i think that you know leonard Fournette is one of them Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's something that I think that happens uh, like overall, especially, you know, with, with fancy Twitter is that everyone, you know, loves the, the, the young guys and it's the, like the hot names and stuff. But then you have these older guys. And, and another great example is someone like Adam Thielen, who he isn't young, but, you know, he's going to be there. He's going to, you know, give you those points week to week. And, and sometimes that's much more important than, you know, the young guy that, that might be, you know, the hot name or have a couple of hot weeks. But sometimes when you need him, he's going to score like six points and then, oh, you're, you're effed for that week. So, you know, right. I, I, I definitely agree. And and the values for these guys are incredible. These guys are going in the, in the late rounds, right? you know, because everyone's pushing them down to get the, the like the young, uh, the young hot guy. So uh, I definitely agree to that point where, you know, the, and Fournette's definitely the, the running back version of, of, of Thaley in this example, where he is going to be the guy that you draft best ball in any format, really, but especially in best ball, uh, where he can, right. you know, win you that, that week i'm like thinking right now i want to see like adam Thielen's a great example i love that reference and again another we do stick to what we do love and uh, we talk a lot about productive offenses stacking the minnesota vikings and you know he's going off the board at wide receiver 35 like 
come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's at that point, like what round that even end up being like, he's definitely another guy that a fantastic option uh, to take there. And I think you probably have a wide receiver that you want to talk about as well. Uh, yeah, actually I'm changing my mind. Uh, which is a good one too. We were going to say Russell Gage, which is a, he's a great scenario, especially with yeah. God, the Godwin yeah. injury. Right. We, we always talk about Russell Gage. Everyone knows we yeah. love Russell Gage. Talk about my came off of him. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with another name. I'm actually going to go running back as well. Uh, someone that didn't actually play us here. And that's Travis Etienne. Uh, I think yeah. that, I think that a lot of people are, uh, have concerns about him allegedly because of his injury. And that's a legit concern. Uh, but James Robinson is not going to be ready to start the year if he's going to play at all. We don't know how good he's going to be when he comes back. Uh, Jacksonville after ETN doesn't really have much in the way of uh, running back depth. So I don't see where like the, the, the problem is with how many like targets or carries he's going to get. He's going to get most of them because he's, he's the top guy. I mean, like maybe like the rookie they got, Snoop Connor, maybe like gets a couple of carries, but like Ryquel Armstead, like come on, like that that guy is not going to be the guy that yeah. that takes care from. They have a new coach, you know. It's not you know Urban Meyer's system anymore. It's Doug Peterson's. And Doug Peterson system is really good for running backs. I know everyone wants to point to Philly and say he had you know seven different running backs with Sanders and Scott and Howard and stuff, but that's not the kind of personnel that Jacksonville has. Jacksonville doesn't have that kind of like couple different backs that can do everything like etn can be that guy that does everything for them yeah. uh, so the only legitimate concern i have is the injury if he comes back like healthy i uh, i think that he'll be you know a great a great find in like the middle rounds uh for running back i think that uh, i do have to say though i think that the whole familiar familiarity with trevor lawrence is a little bit overrated uh because they're not running clemson system it's not like you know uh mm-hmm. Dabo is is coming up from from Clemson and, and coaching the team. So, uh, it, I mean, it is a good thing, but I don't think it's that much of a big deal as people seem to be making it. But uh, right. otherwise, you know, I I just think that you know he he he's the complete back. You know, he has the the catching, uh, the, the receiving and the rushing uh, prowess to be a, a fantastic uh, running back this year. And I think he's the exact type of guy that I want uh, in best ball because he's going to have. You know, the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't, like, flush with, like, A-plus weapons. I mean, yeah, they signed a bunch of receivers uh, this offseason, but none of them are really, like, wide receiver ones or haven't shown that, at least so far in their careers. So, you know, Peterson loves to, you know, throw to his running backs. He comes from that Andy Ritchie where he uses the running backs in the passing game a lot. Uh, so I really expect, you know, especially in PPR, a big year from him. So he's the guy, uh, if I miss out on, like, the top packs, in the top half of the draft, I'm going to definitely see if I can get as much of him as I can in the, in the middle rounds. Yeah, you totally. And it's so easy to write off these guys um, when, you know, he was coming in very touted, very talked about, and uh, he got injured. So then you don't – people just write – you're writing off guys a little bit too quick, but then being forgiving to, like, guys that burn you all the time. Like, this is a guy that is in a system that should set him up for success. The Jaguars are in a better place than they have been, obviously, with – everything that they've added and Trevor Lawrence is going into his second year. Um, you don't have, you know, the disaster surface of coaching staff that you had last year. And I, I agree with you. I think he's absolutely worth it. If you can still, even in other leagues too, like if you, he's still a great buy low. I know the hype is starting to pick up for him. That's why it's good to get in on these guys a little bit earlier because his, I can imagine his value is um, getting a little bit depleted going from up. where it was, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that one. I think that's great. And uh, I'm going to, despite you not beating dead horse, I'm going to do that method. I feel like it's my moral duty to make sure that everyone's aware that Daniel Bellinger is who you want to absolutely take um, in your drafts all over the place. I think that, you know, I've talked about the New York Giants, the wide receiver room is not something that you can trust. Um, and for, you know, just the reason off of the fact that they don't have a wide receiver there that doesn't have any type of injury history. And it's not even just an injury history. It's like, a little bit more of an extensive injury history. You're looking at guys that have been out for several weeks, have suffered big injuries. Uh, even with Saquon and Barkley, right? Like, I think we get, we definitely get back some Saquon this year. I think that um, they're going to build the offense definitely to complement his strengths. And now you have an O-line that also can help with that. But I think to expect that Ricky Seals is the tight end that you want in this system is just ridiculous. Um, He, you know, last time I checked, he was going uh, prior to Daniel, which could have changed since last time I did look. But I think that Daniel Bellinger can be that hybrid player that they've been looking for. It's what they wanted in Ingram. Um, Ingram only really gave them that his rookie year, he always just wanted to be like this wide receiver type player. Um, but he didn't, he stopped fitting the system there. So Evan Ingram, good luck. He's someone that in best ball, I'm comfortable taking with his ball. But Daniel Bellinger, I think across the board, especially in best ball, like in those late rounds, like don't, don't take a shot in the dark. Like take a tight end. That ceiling is pretty ridiculously high. Um, the Giants offense has to do something. It's going to do something better than it did last year. We're not asking for much. Um, so I, I think that there's going to be players on this Giants offense that definitely outscore their ADP, and I think Daniel Bellinger will absolutely be one of them. I actually, I really love that pick a lot. Yeah, which is tough to say as an Eagles fan, but I think Bellinger <laughs> is the exact type of player you want to take that shot on uh, in best ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ricky Sills Jones, as I, I guess, starting now, like depth chart wise, but he's been on five teams in five years. He's not anything special. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the Giants have decided that. They're going to have a bunch of, you know, like mighty mice running around with all these receivers they're dropping that are really tiny. Uh, and besides Kenny Galladay, you know, the the Bellinger will be the second or like the, the tallest receiving option they got. Uh, so that's important, you know, for for red zone purposes. I mean, they already have all the fast, quick guys with with um, what's it called with uh, Tony and uh, and Wendell Robinson and, and guys like that. So they, they def- and Kenny Galladay is just. I have to see something from Kenny Galladay to depend on Kenny Galladay because he hasn't done it so far. So I think that like yeah. that, that kind of pick is is perfect. I know like tight like rookie tight ends, uh, you know, everyone says like, you know, it takes a little while for them to to be acclimated mm-hmm. to the league. But you know, there's need opportunities and, and Bellinger should, you know, there's no reason for Bellinger not to beat out Ricky Seals Jones. And historically tight, rookie tight ends on the New York Giants actually do very well if you want to yeah. just go off trends and you're a gambling person. Uh, you look at what Shockey did, you look what Evan Ingram did, what these guys were able to accomplish in their rookie year. Yes, obviously I'm well aware that systems are different. I, I got that and I get that. Um, but if you wanna go with the trend, this is a great trend to go with here in Daniel Bellinger. And I think I'd rather take him you know, over some of these guys um, that again, like, yeah, you might get some points out of them, but it's like, I'd rather get the ceiling that I could get in Daniel Bellinger and his potential to be a real staple in this offense and someone that they can rely on. And that's part of the problem with the New York Giants is they're not a reliable team. 
Um, and so if, if he ends up being that reliable piece for them, like then great. Maybe they're not a great team. They probably won't be a great team. Like take their under on their win total. That's fine. But when we're talking fantasy football, I'm all in. Someone's got to get the ball there. Um, and you hope with that O-line, you keep guys a little bit healthier. You keep Daniel Jones healthy. And I think that you see more productivity from this offense. Yeah. I love what you said, like the upside. Like That's exactly what you're looking for in best ball leagues. You're looking for the upside. Yeah. You don't want to take like one like these other tight ends that, yeah, they, they, they're starting for their teams, but they're going to get you like maybe averaging five points a game. Maybe. Right. Uh, that's not yeah. something you want to be doing. Like if you're going to take a tight end, take one that, you know, like, like you said, you know, he could win the job and he could become a stable in that offense. And then you got, you know, a starting tight end that that's going to be involved in the red zone in one of the last rounds. And that's, and that's exactly what you're looking for at that spot. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like no He's like the perfect know. best ball candidate. Like if you don't, yeah. if you're someone that plays it safe, otherwise, like he is a great candidate for you in best ball. Um, and I see him having a really big year. Um, it's a shame that, you know, because Sterling Shepard was always one of my best ball uh, darling. But, you know, again, coming off that Achilles, you can't really rely on that. And there's going to be someone in this offense. I'm not going to risk it on a lot of guys if I'm going to do it, especially in best ball. Like, you bet your booty I'm going Daniel Jones and Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the, the, the perfect kind of uh, thing you should be aiming for if you're doing best ball. These best ball leagues. Right. It's someone like that, uh, exactly. And then that's a great point. Of, like historically, the Giants have done really well uh, with 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 tight ends. And even if he does, like say, like maybe seventy percent of like uh, what Fryermuth did last year as a rookie, like that's great. Like that, that's a great season, mm-hmm. tight end ten wise. Like tight ends, a bearing weight. Like people don't understand how bad tight ends actually are in fantasy. Like it's a bearing yeah. waistline if you go past the first couple of guys. So if I was gonna say, and even past like Fryermuth and Best Ball, like that, like no, I don't want Mike Kosicki. No, I don't. We don't know what's happening with Gronk. Like Hunter Henry, yeah. okay. Cole, like if you're gonna take a drop off there, like you might as well just wait and throw some darts at the end and a great dart to throw. For yeah. the tight end position is Daniel Bellinger. Absolutely, he's he's the best kind of dart to to throw in that situation. Yeah, yeah, like you don't expect him to okay. be like he's not going to be you know he's not going to be you know Kelsey or even like T.J. Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts or anything like mm-hmm. that. If you can get like a Gerald Everett type season out of him, or even like uh, or like a Hunter Henry, even something like that, like that's perfect. Right. For, like, the and you go season. into it knowing that when you're drafting a guy like that, yeah. and maybe you do get a really good season out of him. Like maybe he does finish higher than expected. But again, that's why you have that flexibility in best ball to take that and take, be a little right. bit riskier. Yeah. And I think a lot, of, a lot of it is like a lot. Of, no, nobody really knows about Dale Manager because he played at San Diego State, and no one stays up to watch San Diego right. State football, football games. Uh, what so, I do. No one normal. Let me let me rephrase that. No, I don't no one, at all. I've never no watched. Well, maybe one or no two. No insane. Yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> but you know, so he he was uh, pretty good, but like his stats don't like portray how how uh, good of a tight end he was in in college. And, you know, no one's saying he's going to be a world beater, but you know, he's definitely good enough to to take that top top job uh, immediately, yeah. and he should because. Why? Why waste a year of developing on Ricky Seals Jones when yeah, you can just? There's no competitive. There's no competition. Right. Like I would rather yeah. take him than than Trey McBride in best ball. Like I'd rather take that guy that doesn't have the competition. Like doesn't have some guy ahead of him that's also a known stud. Like uh, if you're gonna wait past, then like Daniel Bellinger is a great, great call in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean that yeah. in the most unbiased way. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in terms of rookie tight ends, honestly, he, he, he's probably up there, like top three in terms of opportunity uh, that, yeah. that is available to him. Like, Trevor Bright is not going to unseat Der- uh, Zach Ertz this year. He just isn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So th- like, that's a great point as well, I think. Yeah, love it. Love it. Okay, so that'll do it for uh, this edition of Every Day is Draft Day. We talked about some old guys that Steph likes, but not in Dynasty. Uh, we talked about some young guys, some rookies, and hopefully, you know, we gave you guys a couple of uh, some good options when you're doing your best ball drafts. I know it's best ball is a, a big, a big thing now going around. Uh, so, Steph, why don't you uh, tell them what's uh, what's coming up for you on your uh, on your 32 team? We have so much going on. Uh, Jason and I will be doing uh, basically off of Palooza. He has his show at 7 p. <laughs> Eastern with Spencer. I will be going on, I believe, at 8, depending on my guest. We have also seven stakes for that is closing U.S. Opens tomorrow. So go download the app, get in there. Uh, what else do we have going on? Daily Dozen, those Daily picks, Dozen. that closes at 7. Last night was a brutal beating for me. My worst Daily Dozen yet. And then 32-team preview finishes – is not finishes. I, I, I wish. I'm looking. Okay, we're getting – we're moving forward now. So uh, continuing on with the AFC North and then kicking next week off with the Ravens. We'll be done with that. And then, again, every day's draft day. We have another show Friday, tons of stuff. I know you're working on articles as well. But, again, yeah. Dallas Champions are on app. All of our stuff's in there. Discord as well. I feel like you've been on the AFC Discord. North. Discord. Like See, so much. For like a month at this point. I know. In the, in the They're North. difficult people to schedule for some reason. <laughs> but we appreciate them coming on. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. yes, but uh, I have an article uh, expanding on the best ball topic. Uh, get a couple more people, you know, Russell Gage, but some people we didn't talk about today. Uh, and it's officially Scott Fishbowl season. So we'll be doing some fun uh, rankings with that coming up. Uh, some articles on okay. that as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll be it for today. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with another uh, fun show. Uh, hot takes and pancakes. More yelling around at, at everyone. So everyone, uh, enjoy your day. I love it. See ya. Get some air conditioning, unlike Steph. Yeah, please.